time for another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and as always, my sister and co-host, Devin Shea. No, yes. I didn't let you say it. Okay. Devin my Shea. sister and co-host. <laughs> Devin Shea. I said it. <laughs> All right. I'm a little out of practice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, starting off, uh, once again, we lost another guest. Um, Allie yeah. Wong. You know Allie Wong, right? Oh, I do know Allie Wong. Yeah, she's great. She was going to come on and discuss the topic, how to have a long lasting marriage (laughs) and canceled. Um, Ah. The only thing I can figure out why is because, uh, well, you know, Allie, okay, I guess I got to explain the joke, Okay, (laughs) which makes it not a good joke if I got to explain it. (laughs) So Allie Wong got married in 2014. Yeah. Had two kids, Mm -hmm. got divorced in 2022, and now she's dating Bill Hader. I didn't know she was dating Bill Hader. Oh, I already yeah. hate her. What? She's dating Bill Hader? <laughs> yes. Yes. You hate Man. her because she's dating Hader? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I why? I, I thought it was funny that because the last time I saw her, she was like pregnant. And then it's like, oh, she's divorced yeah. and she's dating Bill Hader. I'm like, well, what happened to the guy, Mary guy? But she's yeah. divorced already. So that didn't yeah. last very long. But that's why that's the true. joke about having a long lasting marriage. All right. I guess it wasn't very funny. Yeah, anyway. I, anyway, okay. You hate her because she's dating him? Why? I just like him a lot. She's okay. She's okay. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I thought, you know, I might get a chance. <laughs> well, he before her, I think he was dating Anna Kendrick. Oh, see, I love Anna Kendrick. How can yeah, I thought that's her? Yeah. probably a pretty good couple. You know, yeah. I, I think when it comes to like Hollywood couples, it never yeah. really lasts if they're both in the business. I think it's better if one is in the business and one isn't because then otherwise they're always like traveling. They never see each other. Yeah, that's what right? I was thinking, too, because, you know, yeah, they're yeah, always traveling. Even like with Taylor Swift and uh, what's his name? Jason, yeah. Jason, whatever his name is. Kelsey. Tra- Travis. Kelsey. Travis. <laughs> OK. Him. I mean, they're OK. They're a famous couple. They're yeah. so great. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. He treats her good. She likes him. Blah, blah, blah. She even added him to some of her songs. But she travels a lot. She's on tour. She's traveling a lot. And like he's he's here doing football. So, right. yeah, once in a while they can get together. She'll fly here or he'll fly to one of her concerts. But let's face it. She's on the road touring. She didn't have a lot of time to date. I think that's going to fall apart pretty quick because unless he's going to follow along with her on the road, how are they going to stay together? He's going to grow apart with his football fans and she's going to, you know, but I, I think you're right. Unless one is willing to give up some, mm-hmm. you know, something, they're, they're just not well, going to make it. I think you got to have someone who's the homebody while the yeah. other one goes out and works. And then yeah. they, that person can sometimes go and travel and meet them on set or right. sort of fly <laughs> with them. But if yeah. one person's, say, directing a movie or, or starring right. in a movie, the other one's doing a movie in the other side of the world, right. you know, they're just they're just not around each other enough. The relationship's well, I, just not going to last, really. I have known of a couple of Hollywood relationships that stayed together, Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick. But True. what she said was they take turns. Like, if he's going to do a movie, she's at home. If she's, at, you mm-hmm. know, if she's going to do a movie, he's at home. But for that, you have to have the both people willing to take a break from their career and be the homebody and and do a good job. Yeah. It's not like I'm at work and my kids are calling me up screaming because, you know, dad's grounded them for nothing, you know? Yeah. So Kurt Russell, yeah. Goldie Hawn, they've been together like, what, four yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? 
That's it. No. Yeah, pretty much. No. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know oh, either. Uh, Hollywood of, marriages don't last a long time because I guess they meet at work, they fall in love on a movie or whatever, and then they go their separate ways. You know. Speaking of Kevin Bacon, did you hear that story he told about the roommate he had from like 1976? No, no. So he. He was on some talk show and he's telling a story. He's in 1976. He was out, you know, he, he kind of moved out to California to try to make it in acting uh-huh. and he was looking for a place to rent. So he went to one of these rental agencies and he's like, look, I'm looking for an apartment. Uh-huh. And they said, well, we have a, uh, a two bedroom. Would you be willing to share it? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I needed something. And I didn't have a lot of money because I'm a, you know, starting right. out in acting. So he's like, okay, well, who would I be sharing with? And she, he says, the woman points to this other guy who's sitting on this like couch going, well, that guy. Uh-huh. So they met and he's like, well, okay. He seems like an okay guy. So they, they shared an apartment for four years. Uh-huh. They're still wow. friends today. He, uh-huh. he, said, he said, yeah, I just had lunch with him the other day. He says, we still uh-huh. talk. We're still friends. Like they've been friends all these years, even though the other guy's not an actor. He's just, you know, a regular Joe, but <laughs> yeah. Wow. I thought that was kind of cool that like they, he did, they just met because they were renting an apartment and then yeah. stayed friends and got yeah. along. And he's still friends with the guy even today. So Yeah. Uh, wow. Anyway. I don't know. I think the only friend I still have from my past, I think, is uh, the one that uh, – I don't even know where she lives. I think up in New York State. And the only reason we're still friends is she's on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm like, I like that picture. <laughs> yes, that's funny. That's good. You know, and she'll uh-huh. like my picture. And, I mean, that's it. That's our relationship. But, uh, yeah, these other ones who are like, yeah, we were college buddies and we stayed together. Yeah. We take vacation every – I'm like, who does that? You know? Well, we did move yeah. around a lot, so. But, yeah. I don't know. So it's a shame. Yeah, I'd like to have a lifetime friendship. Well, I don't have any lifetime friends. So. Yeah, I kind of get tired of them after a while. <laughs> don't they kind of get just, annoying? Well, not if you just see them, like, once in a while. Right? Not like you have to like live in each other's pockets. Okay, uh, but isn't it that like one friend is sort of the dominant one in the friendship? Like they're the one who like they kind of meet up with you and they just want to tell you everything that's going on with their stuff. Uh huh. And then you're like, yeah, well, in my case, okay, but getting back to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And after yeah. a while, you're like, why am I still seeing this person? They never want to talk about what I'm doing. It's always about what they're doing and their problems. Yeah. Okay, no, it's that's not true. true, but but I'm just saying. Anyway. I don't know. I don't think I had friends like that. I think I was the dominant one. I was like, let me tell you what else happened. You know, I adopted this kid and blah, blah, blah. And I started a new job. And yeah. so I'm that one. So no wonder they don't want to talk to me anymore. So you're the annoying one in the friendship. And they're the ones that so. like not returning your calls. Yes. Yes. I'm like, hi, you want to get to there? Like, who is this? New phone. Who this? <laughs> So. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get on to my review, and then we'll get okay. to your review. Uh, okay. Mine's going to be pretty quick. Uh, Loki right. Season 2. Uh-huh. Overall, it's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it because – I like Season 1 and Season 2 mainly because of the lead actors. Uh, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, I think, really worked well together. They, they kind of had a chemistry together, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you I can actually so. kind of see them doing a buddy movie. Yeah. You know? They, um, I think they seem to have fun with it. Um, but my problem with both season one and season two is that both seasons on one hand felt like it was drawn out. On the other hand, felt like (laughs) there was stuff in there that they could have cut out. 
So, uh-huh. I mean, I, there was actually two episodes in season two that I thought to myself, they could have cut those episodes out and you'd still have the same story. Like, yeah, those two episodes didn't advance the story at all. Almost like it was just a time waster. Yeah. But at the same time, I wanted the story to be longer. I wanted more than six episodes. Yeah. Because I felt like they had this big, rich story they could tell. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like they were just kind of trying to cram it in to get, okay, we got to just get the story done so we can move mm-hmm. on to, to the next movie or the next series or whatever. Six episodes. So on the one hand, it's like six episodes isn't really enough for the story. But on the other hand, there's episodes and they were like, well, this this whole th- we got to the end of this episode and it was almost like nothing ever happened. They just kind of started back off where they were at the end of uh, last episode. So, yeah. So. Uh, overall, it's not my favorite of the Marvel series. Um, mm-hmm. I think WandaVision is still the best one they've done. I love WandaVision. Yeah. But they only did one season of it, right? Yeah, but the one season was perfect. They told the whole story. And yeah. the, the thing about WandaVision was they, they tried to do something different. They kind of mm-hmm. told it in a different way. They told it in an entertaining way. They told yeah. the whole story, yeah. and they ended it just where they should have ended it. And now yeah. I feel like all the other series are kind of like they're telling sort of part of a story that's sort yeah. of supposed to fit into a bigger picture right. of whatever their movies are going to do or their other series are going to do. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's yeah, true. All of them are kind of lackluster. Now, I, I liked Loki season one and season two, but at the same time, kind of felt shortchanged a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I think a lot of times, because I've seen this with some of these series that they're doing, yeah. it's almost like they're like, okay, here's the beginning. Here's where we want to end, like 10 shows later. So we're going to mm-hmm. have to drag it out, the t- 10 shows. So like, right. let's let's get some filler in there. And And I'm like... If you could have told it in five shows, just do five shows, you know? I mean, yeah, we, we love 10 shows, but have good writing in there. Have good stuff. Yeah. Don't don't just be like, no, no, we're going to have it end where blah, blah, blah happens. And so, you know, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, I watch agree this, with it. I watch this show. Um, okay, I watch these murder things all the time, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, like Dateline, I'll say, where they're like, yeah, you know uh, – you know, Jane Smith was on her way home from school and disappeared in 19 blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, what happened to her? And then they go into like a two hour thing of could it have been her boyfriend that kidnapped? Could it have been her neighbor? <laughs> the police were looking at this guy that was in the area. And then it ends up it was like her stepfather at the end. They're like, no, they found out it was. A, I'm like, you could have cut all that other crap out. You knew it wasn't them. <laughs> you know, you knew it wasn't them. So it just, it's kind of it, like that SNL sketch where, they, <laughs> where they're doing the Dateline thing, and the guy's like, "So I, I killed her," and they're like, yeah. "Wait, yeah. we still have 48 minutes to fill out here." It, 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 yeah. is, is there a reason why you killed her? No, I just like killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like, I'm like, oh my god, like let's cut to the chase, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know, I hate that. Oh. Well. They do kind of end the series at a point where where Loki sort of has a new position in the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. And I don't know if at, the, at one hand, it kind of feels like they're kind of closing the chapter on on his character because maybe he no. doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, well, he I doesn't love die Loki. or anything. I'm, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. He doesn't die, yeah, but he does yeah. kind of uh, like fade off into the sunset. Well, he kind of becomes part of something. He he kind of. 
becomes what he wants to be. Does uh, he, does he, is there going to be more of him? Or you think like that's probably, they're going to leave it there for a while. That's the thing. It could be either way. It could be, they yeah. could do more with him. They yeah. could bring him and they could use him again in a future movie they, or a uh-huh. future series. I, I did hear a rumor that he might cameo in the, the next Deadpool movie. Well, do you think um, he's, um? that'd be great. Do you think he's like done with this character himself? Do, does he want to move on to other things or is he like, no, I love, I like playing Loki. I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. I, I think probably, you know, if the part is good and the money's good, he would probably yeah. do it. I, he seems to enjoy doing it. I don't know why yeah. he would agree to two, two seasons of this series if he didn't enjoy it. I don't know. Um, Some people feel like, oh, I'm typecast and they won't let me play a different character. I'm sick of, you know, like when you see a movie with Harrison Ford, he's the same guy. And if he <laughs> if he didn't like playing that, if he was like, no, I want to be the funny guy or oh, I want to be the killer guy, they, it wouldn't be believable. So they're just like, no, stay, stay the same guy. OK. And he, I think he yeah. resents it sometimes. Yeah. No, huh? <laughs> I like I like him as Loki. You know, if, if I saw him in a romantic comedy, I think, what's Loki doing? You know. Well, I've seen him. I feel like I've seen him in other stuff. What have I seen him in? He's been in movies, right? Yeah, I've seen him in other movies too. I just don't remember him as much. I think I don't think I've seen him as the lead in other movies, right? No, although he did. Did you see the audition thing where he tried out for the part of Thor? No, no. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube. You can find it. Uh-huh. He actually auditioned for Thor, and he, uh-huh. you know, does the whole, you know, I am the god of thunder or whatever. Um, but it just isn't believable. Uh, and yeah, you're like, I, I think no. I saw him in an interview where they where he when he left. You know, he was like, well, OK, I'm not going to get that. I don't know what they're looking for. And then they called and were like, well, would you be interested in, in this? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So and I think he's perfectly cast. Um, yeah, I think he is, too. I love him as Loki. No, I would watch more with him. I think uh-huh. it'd be great. I, I like to see them do like another Thor movie where he shows up and uh-huh. they, you know, I think they work well together, those two. But yeah, Um. But at the end of the series, like I said, they could go either way. They could be like, okay, well, this is the end of his character, or you know, where he can pop up again. You don't really know. Um, I feel like they could have done much more with him. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Overall, like I, I only watched the series because I liked him. I liked Owen Wilson's character. Uh huh. Thought they worked well together, but, eh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. B minus maybe. Oh. You know, yeah. WandaVision, like I said, is my favorite. I, I some people couldn't get past the first episode of WandaVision. I liked it because it was kind of a slow build to yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And I liked that they did something different. Me too. The rest of these shows all seem to be doing the same kind of um, formula. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's my review. B minus <laughs> for Loki season one and season two. Okay, so I was going to talk about the Barbie movie, but I'm thinking I might talk about something else instead. I watched the series. Um, it was, um, I forget the first one was called, but it was about Natalia Grace. Do you remember that? Came on? No? Uh, it was about Natalia Grace. Like, what's what's happened with Natalia Grace? Grace's sister? No, no. no. It's about okay. this girl 
who was Ukrainian and she was adopted by an American family. And then they turned around and said she was an adult and not a child. So they oh, had her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, we watched the original. I thought she was like a, a dwarf or something. Yes, right? yes. Because she had. Term? Little person? Yeah. Yeah, because she, she had that disease. And so she really was a little person. But they claimed she was really 22 when she was really nine. Okay. Didn't she also like get her period at a really young age, which was another reason why they thought she was older? That's true. She got it, I think, when she was 11. I mean, not outrageously. She wasn't six. You know, she was 11. And so they were like, okay, you know, you're, you're too young to have your period. So they were like, this is, she's an adult. And um, so, so I saw the first show, the first series, which I think mm-hmm. was three, where they interviewed the, the dad that had adopted her. And I think a little bit of the son and some of uh, her, Natalia Grace. And so you heard the side from the family. He claimed we went to the adoption agency in Florida because we had another um, child that had special needs and he turned out Mm -hmm. to be a genius. And his wife ended up writing a book about how she made this special needs child a genius and just her (laughs) care and whatever, that it was all her that, you know, helped him become the genius he is. And okay, what um, did she do to make the kid a genius? Because I'm more interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> was she giving him yeah. like brain pills or you know i think what? he was i think he was uh, slightly autistic and i think he was kind of a savant in mathematics and she made it seem like she was so encouraging of that that he just got better and, and ended up going to college at a young age because he was so smart okay. but it turns out he was just autistic and a savant he, he wasn't a genius at all and she put a lot of pressure on him to kind of make it seem like, yeah, he was just like Einstein at a young age, you know, <laughs> right. and yeah. he had trouble living up to that, actually. But she wrote a book and she had uh, like a whole bunch of money coming into her from Hollywood about that story. So he mm-hmm. just kind of went along with it, you know, but he like I said, he was autistic anyway. So it's not like, you know, he could have been like, no, I don't do that. But um, so anyway, so they talked to the father and he's talking about how. His wife had this other child. I mean, they had adopted the other one, too. Yeah. And so they get a chance to adopt a child with special needs from Ukraine. Uh-huh. And they say, great. And they go to Florida to some fly-by-night adoption agency. And right. they're in a room. And they, the guy, the father says, the other family didn't want to meet us. They just dropped her off and left. We didn't even get a chance to talk to them. So he's like, I thought that was strange. So okay. let me just tell you first, the dad's a liar. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he says, and they brought her in and she was, you know, a dwarf, a little person. And he said she was cute. We took her to Disney World that day. And, you know, here's pictures of her and she was adorable. And he's like, you know, she had, she, of course she had problems walking. She had a lot of medical issues. Right. And he's like, he didn't understand why the other family didn't want to keep her. And um, they turned around the other family and told uh, him that they had paid for a lot of her medical surgery. She had to have a lot of surgery because, you know, her limbs would grow in weird ways. And so to keep it so that she could even walk a little bit, she had to have surgery. So the other family that was giving her up said, you owe us $50,000. And he was like, no, forget it. We're not, you know, we're not paying. 
And yeah. he was like, I just thought that was strange that they're like trying to shop this kid around. And um, so he said, you know, it started off right then, uh, that night we got to the hotel. He said, my wife screamed for me to come into the bathroom. He, she was giving Natalia a bath. And I went in and she had pubic hair. She was a six-year-old child with pubic hair, he said. And mm-hmm. it freaked me out. And my wife is saying, she's not a child. She's not six. This is a lie. We've adopted okay. someone who's not. What's her real age? And so they were asking her, you know, what's your real age? Where did you live before this? And so the kids spoke English. Yes. When they got her. Yes. The kids spoke okay. English when they got her. She was, you know, she was pretty quiet, but she did speak English. And um, so their side of it is they take her back home and there's problems right away. There's problems. Um, she starts acting out. She, uh, they have to take her out of school because she's hurting the other kids. Um, they decide to homeschool her. So the wife, you know, stays home and is homeschooling her while the husband goes out to work and he comes home and he hears all these problems. She's throwing, they had two boys by then. She's taken the boys toys and thrown them in the street. So the kids will run out and get hit by a car. She's putting <laughs> tacks on the stairs. So they'll get hurt and fall down the stairs. She's sleeping with knives he claims he woke up one day smoking cigarettes, drinking liquor. He claims he woke up one day. She was standing at the foot of a bed with a knife. And, you know, he's, he was like, so, and she said she was going to kill us. So, so they decide they don't want her. Okay. But what are they going to do? They adopted her. Um, so the wife decides, you know what? She, she's not really this age. She lived with him for a couple of years. And at least until she was nine. So what's that, like three years? But supposedly they had so many problems with her. And so the wife says, you know, she is, she's got her period. She is uh, not um, six or nine or whatever. She's 22. She said, she right. told me she's 22. So, and and you see the camera, you know, because I guess they were filming some of this. And, and he's asking Natalia, Natalia, you know, tell us the truth. How old are you? And she goes, 22. And, and like, sometimes you see he'd come home and the wife would have made her stand against the wall, facing the wall all day. And she's, she's kind of crippled. I mean, she's a little person, but her limbs don't work right. And so, you know, she's in pain. She's standing against the wall and the wife was beating her. And like, they don't tell that in the first series that the wife used to beat her and kick her down the stairs. Okay. So according to the husband, it was all the kid. So they go to court and um, they, they tell the judge that this kid is not nine. She's actually 22. I I have two questions. One is, did they ever go back to the fly by night adoption agency and say, Hey, look, uh, we think you gave us an adult by mistake. They claim that the adoption agency said, look, it's a closed adoption. Mm-hmm. We don't have any other information for you. Um, there's nothing we can do. You you adopted her. It's a closed adoption. You know, you, you get what you get. Um, well, my other question is, there are medical ways to tell how old yes. someone is, right? Yes. And so... they did go to places. You don't yeah. find this out until I watched the second series. So the first series was three you know, things, three shows where the parents talked. Well, the mother never gets on because she's being sued for a child abandonment. Because what they end up doing is they take this girl and they put her in an apartment. 
and they put her in one of the worst parts of town in another town. Uh-huh. And she's got to climb up like a whole bunch of sets of steps, which she can't do. Yeah. Because she's, she's a person, yeah. Right. She's got to cook and clean for herself, which she also can't do. She couldn't even reach the stove, you know. Uh-huh. And and they stick her there saying, well, she's an adult. We got her name. We got her, her age changed by the court to uh-huh. say she's 22. So she's 22. She's no longer our responsibility. And they dump her there. And, and they're paying um, the rent every month on the apartment, yes, I guess. Yes, they do. But uh-huh. then they decide they're going to move to Canada and leave her there. So okay. they moved to Canada and her electric is shut off. Her rent mm-hmm. is no longer paid. And it turns out she um, they had signed her up for some adult class where you go. If you're disabled, you can go during the day and they would come pick her up and bring her there. And um, so I guess she stayed at the place and they were like, look, you know, you got to go home. And she told them, I can't. And another family ends up taking care of her like that right. a family that I guess worked with this place, a church family. And they start kind of finding out stuff and getting upset and they call the police. And so the police start looking into it and then they go mm-hmm. and they arrest the mother and father. They get them to come back from Canada. They arrest mm-hmm. them and take them to court for child neglect and child abandonment. Now, meanwhile, they're saying, no, she's an adult. Look, here's her birth certificate. It says 22. She's, she's right. an adult. She's a liar. So um, so it ends, the first series ends where they're in court trying to prove that she's really an adult. So the second series is, it's, it's called Natalia Speaks. And they go and they just talk to Natalia and like, okay, what, what's going on? What happened? Now, meanwhile, years have gone by and you could see now she really is an adult. Okay. okay. And she gets proof because they had private investigators go back to Ukraine and speak to her mother and get her original birth certificate. And she really was six when they adopted her and started trying to treat her like a child, uh, like an adult. And okay. so they're saying, why did you, you know, why did you tell them you were 20? She said, Christine made me, the mom made me, you know, all day long. She would um, spray bear spray in my face. She would paste uh-huh. spray pepper spray if I didn't tell her what I wanted, you know, that, that what she wanted. Um, when she was doing homeschooling, she would give the kids, she, she thought, well, this is going to be my next genius. She would give her, um, I don't know, like paperwork to do for some, some, you know, advanced classes. And when the girl right. couldn't do it, the mother was saying, you just don't want to, you just, I know, you know, this stuff, you just don't want to. And she would be punished. And she starts saying how they used to beat her and and the dad didn't beat her but he also watched it and didn't do anything the mother would mm-hmm. punch her hit her with a belt kick her down the stairs and now meanwhile he had said no no that never happened right but during his interview he doesn't realize the mic's still on and he goes up to talk to his son who's an adult now and you hear the son say to him okay well you didn't tell them about kicking her down the stairs that time right and the dad's like, no, no, we're not going to, you were a kid. We're not going to say anything about that. That's not your fault. Your mom made you do that. It's okay. And he says, and you're not going to tell them how mom made us pee all over her bed, right? And the dad's like, no, no. Oh, we got our mics on. <laughs> they take the mic mm-hmm. off. So, you know, right. shit went on. Right. So anyway, so she talks about this, how they basically adopted her, 
decided she was not what they wanted. And how did they get rid of her? They they had her birth certificate changed. Now, they did go to doctors who told them, no, she's she's a child. She doesn't have adult mm-hmm. teeth. She's still got baby teeth. Uh, right. Her bones are not, you know, adult bones. She, she is a child. Right. And supposedly they told the parents this and the parents just didn't want to believe it. And the parents say, no, no, we put her in this one um, hospital for her surgery. And the nurse was telling her she was coming on sexually to the male, you know, patients. And she wasn't a child. She was doing sex Uh stuff. And she's like, that never happened. I was a child. I didn't even know what sex was, you know. So um, so it turns out when they dumped her in this place in in the Uh uh, apartment, she did. She was a kid. She didn't realize you have to be careful who you bring to your house. She was sexually abused. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she, they kind of just dumped her off. And as they're doing one of the interviews, they bring her back to this apartment and you see, it's really a dump. Yeah. And they're talking about how it's not a good neighborhood. And you hear shots fired down the block as they're yeah. talking. The, the the crew is going, okay, they're shot. They're, somebody's shooting. Let's, let's pack up and go. And right. they go. And you're like, oh my God, they really dumped her. Maybe they yeah. thought she'd be killed. So anyway, so it's her side. But um, so you're like, oh, my God, these people were terrible. Yeah. But then after the last show of Natalia Speaks, the producers put up a little uh, notice on the thing saying, yeah, after the, the last show was produced, mm-hmm. Natalia's uh, new father who had adopted her. Uh, recently, once she was an adult, uh, ended up adopting her just so he could, you know, take care of her um, mm-hmm. and with her new family that had taken her in all those years. Um, he called the producers and he said, there's something wrong with Natalia. Um, she doesn't care about anybody but herself. Uh, there's something wrong with her. She is attacking my wife and me. And like he goes off and it makes her sound like a sociopath, which actually I, I kind of saw th- the whole through the whole show, she seemed very much sociopathic, which I can understand. Mm-hmm. She was adopted from Ukraine and a Ukrainian orphanage where she right. spent like the first two years there. And um, they said, you know, she never bonded with anybody. And that right. I think was part of the problem. And then these people decided, you know what, we've got a little sociopath on our hands and we don't want her. So they pulled that crap about making her 22 well, they, they banned legally, her at age nine, so... They I did. Mean, so, yeah. of course, she grew up to be fucked up. True. Right? And they had they had interviewed some of the neighbors, you know, neighbors where um, the family that adopted her, I forget the name, Michael and Christine, would go around telling the neighbors, oh, don't let Christine play with your kids. She's dangerous. She's threatening to kill you. And so they were all like, you know, I thought she was perfectly nice, but, you know, I didn't want my kid to play with her because... You know, they said she was dangerous. And, um, you know, so she, like I said, she tells them, you know, everywhere she tried to make friends, these people would come along and say, no, don't. You know, I think it's because they didn't want people to know what they were doing. Um, They were really beating her. Like, they would make her stand in the corner all day. She couldn't even go to the bathroom. You you see scenes where she's standing there and she's got feces running down her leg. She's standing in the corner. They won't let her, you know, leave the corner. And um, they just treated her really badly. But, yeah, I I was horrified when I realized, no, they really – she was never an adult when she was with them. She was a child, and they just they just screwed her over. 
but um, yeah, but then I'm now I'm I'm wanting to see a third part where the the new family comes on and says how she's a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's Natalia keeps going. <laughs> but she really is an adult now. So why are they she even really coming is. out now and saying that? Like when she, she's well, so she's with them now. I guess like before this, they were like a kind of a church family and she had been uh -huh. living with them almost like a foster family for a few years yeah. and they acted like no she's perfectly normal there's nothing wrong she's not violent you know they how could they have done this to her this is awful and then the last day they're like no she's a sociopath <laughs> we adopted her and now we're regretting it kind of thing you know so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't believe that all that time they didn't they didn't notice anything. But, yeah, she was she was abandoned at nine. They did. They had beat her. She was sexually abused. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised she's a sociopath now. I think there should be a part three where she comes out and she goes, look, I'm really 47. <laughs> I've been playing a prank on these, both of these families for years. Yeah. Well, they, they showed her real birth certificate. So, you know, it was Ukrainian, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I, I guess the family wanted another genius, and they were like, nope, she's not going to make it, so we got to figure yeah. out a way to get rid of her. Yeah, but, pretty uh, much. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because they basically fucked that kid up for life now. They did. They really did. And, and you know, now the father, because um, he went to court for, you know, abandoning her, and I, I don't know how he did it, but he got a good lawyer, and they, they uh, dropped the charges on him. But... He's weeping on camera saying uh, during the second series with Natalia Speaks, he's saying how it was all Christine. It was all the wife. He had PTSD and she she tortured him, too. And he's crying. You know, he's like weeping like, you know, he he didn't know all the stuff going on. And she was like a mastermind. And I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, every funny reason after I have PTSD, STD. <laughs> DTs. I had all the T's, all right? Look, MPI. I don't know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I guess he's not with the wife anymore because he's putting all the blame on her. It, not only is he not with the wife, she she got it so that he has a um oh what is it? When you can't when you can't come around protection order. And he's not allowed yeah. to see his two boys that's still with her. He's lost total custody. She lives in Canada. He's not allowed to contact her. Um, she set him up to make it seem like he was abusive. And uh, she sounds like a real mastermind, I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, she's still being yeah. sued, right? She is, but she's in Canada. So, you know, they're, they're not going to bring her back here for that, you know? They won't extradite for criminal charges, though? No, they won't extradite, I guess, for this. I don't know. Yeah. Because she hasn't been convicted, really, of anything. I mean, she's just in court. So, you know. I don't I know. Mean, was she a Canadian citizen to begin with? How did they get citizenship? Yeah, that I, I don't know. They didn't really go into it. Yeah. They didn't really go into that part. Just that he's here. He he was declared, not, I guess, not guilty. He made it seem like it was all the wife. And, um, yeah, I think Natalia is getting ready to sue him and the wife for, I don't know, damages or something, I guess. But they didn't really go into that either. I, I really think they're going to make another little, you know, series yeah. there. But um, the good thing about it was only three shows. So three one-hour shows. And so you're like, okay, 
you know, for each one, uh-huh. like the first one was three one hours and the second one. So they didn't put a lot of fluff in there. They kind of like got right to the point, which I love. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that's my review. Definitely worth seeing if you can. It's probably on Hulu or something now. But yeah. um, the first one was something happened with Natalia. And the second one was Natalia Speaks. So. Okay. And the then third I don't one know will what the be third Natalia's one. Rampage. <laughs> Natalia gets even. <laughs> Natalia kills somebody. No. <laughs> oh, man. I like the whole genius thing about how, like, she made the kid yeah. a genius. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess her book is like, I just call him genius. Like, okay, genius. <laughs> <laughs> Get in here, genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wrote a book. Way she made go, a lot genius. of money on it. <laughs> She made a lot of money on it, uh, according uh, to the husband. But she took, she she made it um, so that all the money was hers. He got none of it. So <laughs> it's true. Well, she does sound like a mastermind. She does. She does, and she got away with it so far, as far as I know. And I guess unless Natalia sues her and she wins, you know. Yeah, but again, I, I think like she'd have to come back into the states. So as long as she stays true. in Canada, then she don't have to worry about it. That's true. And, you know, legally, they ha- they legally had a judge sign her, change her birth certificate to say she was 22 and not nine. So she could say legally, listen, I, I thought she was really 22. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, the judge, the judge said it was, she was 22. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they did that, but they did it. Maybe the judge thought he was writing down 12 and they turned the one into a two. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how we used to do in our notes to school when we were like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was out sick on such and such a day, and we're like, oh, just change that number. There we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was sick on this day too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> yeah, so you okay. recommend? I do recommend. Okay, so uh, I do have a rant. Um, I've been debating about whether or not to do it, though. Go ahead, um, do it. Let's hear it. Well, you know, I don't like to discuss religion. Okay. Because it's a hot topic. It is a hot topic. But religion I, I don't and politics. Know. What? I, I know, I know, but... Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm reading a story about this girl who survived a plane crash back in the 70s. Um, yeah. Okay, I might get some of the facts wrong because I only just read it like a few weeks uh-huh. ago, and and I think I've heard the story before. But anyway, she's was flying it just her mom. and the pilot that that survived? And no. it was like in Alaska or something. Oh, okay. No. Okay, she's fine. Oh, that sounds like a good story. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, this one, she's flying with her mom. I think she's like eleven. Mm-hmm. The plane. Something happens to the plane. This is like in the 70s. Uh-huh. She strapped in her seat and she sucked out of the plane. Oh, my God. And she crashes into the Amazon. She survives, wow. falling out uh-huh. of the sky uh-huh. and, and lands in the Amazon. Now, everyone else on the plane dies. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. There's like 100 people on the plane, mm-hmm. including her mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I I don't know the fact I didn't read the facts of the, the plane crash I don't know if it hit something I don't know if something right. went wrong but basically mm-hmm. the plane broke apart she's strapped in her seat she falls out of the plane crashes into the Amazon uh-huh now be, because of, of the way she landed because she hit the trees she survives she okay. survives falling out of a out of a 
crashing plane, right? Uh-huh. Only survivor of the plane crash. Huh. Um, she wore glasses, but her glasses are gone. Yeah. She gets hurt. I think she's got, I think she broke her collarbone or had a dislocated shoulder or both. I don't know. Wow. Cuts and scratches and bruises. Okay. Uh-huh. But other than that, she's, you know, and she's in the Amazon. Uh-huh. With lethal animals, poisonous stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, those red ants that bite. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She survives almost two weeks on her own uh-huh. until she's found, until uh-huh. some people find her. And they don't even know, like, I guess they didn't even know what she, where she came from. They just happened to come across her. Uh-huh. So she, outside of, like I said, like some, you know, minor, like, well, not minor, but outside of some injuries, nothing was life-threatening. She had some bug bites that were infected. Uh-huh. She was, of course, severely dehydrated by this point. You know, she found water and stuff, and she was able to survive, but... yeah. Um, but she lives and she's still alive okay. today, I, I think. Uh huh. So someone makes the comment, God was looking out for that little girl. Uh huh. And other people start going, Yep, God was definitely on her. So God watched over her. God. Mm-hmm. So then someone goes, Well, what about the other 100 people that were on that plane? I guess they didn't deserve it. <laughs> Including <laughs> her mother, right? Yeah. <laughs> everyone else on that plane, God uh-huh. was like, Nope. Uh, yeah. So here's my rant. My rant is why is it God always gets the credit for the good stuff, uh-huh. never gets the blame for the bad stuff? Now, wait. I I, I know you're gonna you're gonna be eager to jump in here. Let me let me just finish my thought here first. Okay. And I'm gonna okay. say, when I say God, I know everyone's got different beliefs. Right. You can you could say Allah, Yahweh, whatever. You know, uh-huh. <clears throat> Shiva. I don't know all the different religions. Don't say Shiva. Okay. <laughs> okay well, isn't that a god i don't know but i'm just saying everyone you know everyone has different there's, there's a lot of different religions in the world everyone but everyone in their religion believes in a higher power so when right. i say god i'm just i'm saying i'm incorporating all the different higher okay. powers that people okay. believe in all so right when people say you know god bless you or may allah you know uh-huh. spread his grace on you i don't whatever they say right yeah right all right assalamu alaikum or whatever you know, uh-huh. I'm just saying it's uh, all that. But why is it like something good happens? They go, that was God. God did that. When something uh-huh. bad happens, they're like, well, that's us. That's mankind. You know, God gave us free will and this is what uh-huh. we're doing with it. So uh, let me give you an example. Okay. If a person is diagnosed with a life-threatening illness mm-hmm. and a doctor says, okay, we have a treatment, mm-hmm. 50-50 chance. Right. If that person lives, someone's going to go, God, God was on your side. God, God mm-hmm. got you through that. Right. If the person dies, they're going to be like, ah, oh, it was a 50-50 chance. You know, right. well, they're right. with God now. Right. Why is okay, God so, getting to blame for the bad stuff? Well, okay, I, I don't know the answer to that, but um, I, I, in a way, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't think God is responsible for every bad thing or every good thing that happens. I mean, okay, all good things do come from God. So, so that's great. I mean, you know, the, the sun's coming up, uh, you know, the oceans feeding us, whatever. So yeah, that's all God, but I don't think God's down here micromanaging us and like, oh no, this one's going to live and this one's going to go. Right. I don't think that. So yeah, I understand though, but 
but I think people just try to make sense of stuff. And so they'll say, oh, you know, that was God. God did that. God did that good right. thing. Because I used to kind of think the same thing in a way. You know, if a person says, well, I survived cancer, you think, okay, well, God did that. Yeah, but what mm-hmm. about the ones who didn't survive? You meant they weren't worthy? No, that's right. not it at all. I So I kind of agree with you there. Um, I don't think it's God's fault that there's sin and illness and stuff in the world. I think it's our fault. I think we just, you know, because of Adam and Eve and the original sin, I think mm-hmm. we let sin in the world. And so, you know, things happen as you go on that, um, I don't know, it's just hard to explain. So I think we're kind of in the middle of a war, I'll say, between, I'll say, good and evil. And sometimes you you're land on the side of good things happening, and sometimes you land on the side of bad things happening. And I don't think it's because God's deciding for you. I think sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time, and other times you're, you know, like people who get mugged and killed. I don't think, oh, they, they probably deserved it. No, I, I just think, no, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. So... So I kind of agree with you in a way. <laughs> well, but, it, it did make me uh, like wonder, like, okay, you know, the other other hundred people on that plane, they were all bad people, <laughs> or you know, the girl's mother, like, yeah, you know. But because no, but this think, girl survived, oh, it, I, you know, God. Yeah, God I think people her. just want to be like, how come she survived and everybody else died? How come? So they're thinking, well, it must have been God. God must have been there for her. Well, because it was a freak accident. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it was just one of those things where she just happened to, to like land in a certain way and fall yeah. in a certain spot. And, yeah. you know, there is that person who was skydiving and their parachute didn't open and they landed like in a snowbank. Yeah. And broke like a bunch of bones, but they lived. But still lived. Yeah. Right. Right. And then there's the other person who, you know, first time and they land wrong and they they're dead. You know. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with that in a way. I don't I don't know that it's religion. I think it's people just want to believe what they want to believe because it makes it less scary if they think, oh, well, she you know, God wanted her to live because she was a good person, you know. And Does on it, a similar uh, subject. Yes. OK. Um. I think heaven can't exist the way people think it exists because if if it exists that way, mm-hmm. so everyone has someone in their life that's annoying, right? A right. family member, coworker, mm-hmm. and they're always like trying to make plans with you, and you're always trying to get out of it, right? You're always right. like, I can't, I gotta get up early. Uh, I got this thing next weekend. Now, Is that why you're always heaven. telling me you're busy? Is that why you're always telling me you're busy? <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't come over. Imagine you go to heaven and uh-huh. then that person's there and you're like, hey, now we can hang out. You're like, oh my, wait, uh, I can't. I I got a meeting with Moses in about 10 minutes. Oh, well, we, we're here for infinity. So, you know, what about after that? Uh, I, I Don't tell me you got to get up early. We don't sleep anymore. We're, we're all dead. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell me you got a headache. Yeah. So we got to hang out. We got to catch up. What have you been doing the last hundred years? Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, no, I uh, I think people what? people have no clue what heaven's really like. I don't think we'll know. I don't think we'll know until it's time for us to know. I don't think we can even imagine. I mean, there's there's a part in the Bible where um, somebody's asking Jesus, you know, what what's heaven like? What happens when you die? And he said, you know, I tell you about things on earth and, and you don't understand 
you know, how much more you wouldn't understand about heaven. And, and I think that's true. If we tried to explain to somebody in the 1800s what it was like to walk on the moon, they would think you're crazy. What are you talking about walking on the moon? Yeah, how are you going to get up mm-hmm. there? Well, how are you going to breathe? I think mm-hmm. back then they were just like, we don't understand what you're saying. And I think he's trying to explain to them some, some you know, parables, some, some things so that they can understand and they still didn't get it. So I, I think it's like that for us. I think we have no concept of what it's really going to be like in heaven. I think we have no concept what it would be like in hell, but I don't want to find out. So, you know. Okay, well, I didn't mean to turn this podcast into a religion thing. I just, okay. I, saw, I saw those comments and it did mm-hmm. make me think like, what? but anyway, that was my rant. Okay. All right, Let's so, get off the religion thing. Hopefully okay. you have a non-religious rant. I do. I do. I have okay. a non-religious rant. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to rant about people I work with. Okay. Um, especially this one person, and, and I won't mention their name. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I work with a person who um, they'll give me a task that I'm supposed to help with, but then they'll want to micromanage it. And I don't know, maybe this happens to everybody, but it really annoys the crap out of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, okay, well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this, this, and this, and this. And I go to do it and they butt in and they're like, no, I didn't, no, don't do it that way. Do it this other Mm -hmm. way. Oh, you made it like this? No, get that. Like, you're in charge, but let me review Mm -hmm. what you're doing because uh, you're not doing it my way, you know? Right. I hate that. I cannot work with with, like that. So I really hate working with this person. And the the problem is people higher up than me love her. I mean, Mm -hmm. she – and, yeah, she gets things done, but only because she's doing it. If she tries to turn stuff over to other people, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't work because she's constantly – so I'll give you an example. Um, I'm supposed to track dates on this one project, like w- mm-hmm. whether people are going to make the dates or not. And so I'm tracking it. I'm filling out the spreadsheet. You know, this this team is going to make the date. This team isn't going to make the date. This team says they might make the date. They might not. So she she emails me, and she's like – why did you put this in there like this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's the date they told me. No, 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 no. You can't put that like that. You have to make sure that they followed this rule and they followed this rule and they put this paperwork in and they put, what, you know, you you told me to ask them what the date is and I put the date down that they say. You didn't Mm -hmm. tell me I had to check all this other stuff. She's Mm -hmm. like, well, you do. Just check all that. Okay, well, from then on, I'll check all that other stuff, right? No, she wants me to go back through the whole thing and check everybody's stuff. I'm like, you never said that in the beginning. You know, you told me to just ask them the date and put the Mm -hmm. date. Then she turns around and she says she doesn't like the way I put the date in. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, if you don't like the way I'm doing it, do it your freaking self. Okay. Right. Why are you having me do it then? I mean, yeah. and if you don't have time to do it yourself and you're trying to turn it over to me, let me do it. Let me mm-hmm. do it. If I'm doing it wrong, let me get in trouble for it. Yeah. Don't don't sit there and try to ma- micromanage how I'm filling out this stupid spreadsheet. It just I hate people like this. You know, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm like that, too. I don't know, because you know, my daughter cleans the house. I'm like, well, you missed this. You missed that fur on the floor. <laughs> you know, you, you have to swiffer here. So maybe I'm like that too, but just at work, 
I don't need that crap all day long from her. So anytime they say, oh, do you want to work with so-and-so? I'm thinking, no, no, anything but that. But, you know, she's high up in the company. They love her. I don't know. Does every do you have a person like that or is it just me? Um, I don't think I have anyone who micromanages. I, I mean, there are people in the company that I don't like working with or uh-huh. for. And I've basically actively like sought to move to a different department. So I wouldn't have to yeah. answer to them anymore. Yeah. Um, because not that they were micromanaging, but they were like on my ass about every little thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why aren't you, you know, you should be processing this many jobs. Okay. Why well, I'll do that. Well, you didn't do this. Well, you want me to process jobs. We want you to do this and this. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then it's like, well, I can't do both at the same time. So right. either you want me to focus on this mm-hmm. and I, this other thing's going to suffer or I could focus on that and the other. Right. And I, I can never, can never get it right. So I, I you know, I, I totally understand my, my boss is like that. He's like, okay, we want you to do this. This is top priority, top priority. And then, mm-hmm. you know, another week goes by and he's like, okay, drop that. I know it's important. I want it done, but this is now high important over here. Do this. Uh, right now right. I'm working on four projects. They're all important. Yeah. I, I don't know which one he wants me to let go, but I can't do them all at the same time. Right. So I'm actually going to work this weekend just so I can catch up. But I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to spend my life doing this. Just, you know, if you, I mean, work in the weekend, not just, you know. I mean, make up your mind. Is this important or is that important? Are they both important? Well, then one of them's going to, you know, not not be up to date because I can't do both. I can't do four things at the same time. Not unless I want to work from like seven to ten every day and then work weekends. And I'm just not going to do that. Did, did I never told you about why I left that big box store place that I that not the no. big box store but the big department store that uh, I don't want to mention their name. No, no, <laughs> no, you didn't tell me. Um, let's just say they're a big store. They're not Walmart, uh-huh. and they wear red shirts there. Okay. And their logo is a is like a a big round red circle. Got it. Okay, so. You know, I had a job there briefly where um, I was doing inventory. Uh huh. And I go in there, and first of all, I get hired by one of the store managers mm-hmm. to work in a department that's has its own supervisor. But I don't interview with the supervisor. I interview with like the assistant store manager, and she says, yeah. "I think you'd be great for this." Oh. And I like the job because it's working mornings. It's mm-hmm. we start early. And basically, mm-hmm. you're just going around with the little buzzer and you're just scanning stuff and you're putting a number, you're counting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wait on customers. I don't have to ring stuff up. I don't have to right. be in charge of money. Right. And it's we're starting early and we get done early. Uh huh. So I was like, that sounds fantastic. Let me yeah. Yeah. So that's already a problem because the one thing I've found in life is that if someone hires you to work in someone's department and that department mm-hmm. is supervised by somebody, yeah, they don't like being told that like, oh yeah, we got you somebody. This, yeah, they want to be involved in the hiring process. Sure, because they know what they want and they know what personalities are looking for. So when someone higher than them goes, oh yeah, uh, Joe Schmo is going to be working for you now in your department. Yeah, right away there's an attitude. Yeah. True. And the, the person in charge of, this, of the, the people take, doing inventory 
was um, a middle-aged woman. Uh-huh. And the three people that worked for her <laughs> in her mm-hmm. department were all younger women. Okay. Like 1920. Oh, okay. In fact, one of them called her mom, even though she oh. wasn't really her mother. Right. Oh, wow. Just as uh-huh. like a right. That's kind of they kind of thought of her as like the mom, right? Right. And then here I am, a middle-aged guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be joining you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, aha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And just right from day one, there was an attitude. Yeah. Um, from the supervisor, the department supervisor, and also uh-huh. my coworkers. Yeah. So. I was like, all right, whatever, you know, uh-huh. I'm just going to go in and work. I'll win uh-huh. them over. You know, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, you're a pretty nice guy. People like you. So the department person, uh, I'll call her uh, Dale. Okay. <laughs> okay. She says, uh, I'm going to call her Brittany. She says, Brittany's been with me the longest. She's going to train you. Okay. And like I said, Brittany's like 19 or 20. I'm... Mm-hmm. Double that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm young at heart, right? <laughs> so, right, right. So Brittany's going to show me the ropes. Okay. So Brittany's way of training is, okay, you count that aisle, don't count that aisle, count that aisle. Oh, this aisle, you only count the two top rows, don't count. And and, and this store is huge. This is yeah. like one of their super stores. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, wait, 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 why am I not counting that aisle? No, no, yeah. no, because that aisle, is that seasonal. We don't count that. And in, in some cases, you're counting like vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. You count the floor models. Uh-huh. You know, the ones they have out there, out of the boxes, they're just sitting there. You count right. them. Mm-hmm. But then in other th- other appliances, you don't count the appliances that are out because those are just like whatever. Just for they're show. Just there for display. Okay. You got to keep track of all this crap, right? Right, right. And then she's giving me, you know, she gives me this little electronic counter device. Which yeah. looks like uh, it looks like the first season Star Trek phasers, you know, <laughs> yeah. little old ones. Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, you so see, type this, this, and I don't, I don't learn well by someone going push this, 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 and this. I learn better by someone going, okay, you want to get to the menu, so hit the menu mm-hmm. key. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you want to get to this section here because of you know, explain right. to me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Don't just tell right. me what to do. Right. And expect me to kind of remember it because. Right. I don't remember sequences. I I learn better if you tell me why I'm doing certain things. Right. I understand. Yeah. So I struggled a bit with yeah. the job. Uh-huh. And I made mistakes. At one point, uh, Dale comes to us and goes, okay. Um, and, and first of all, th- this store is really big on inventory because they don't want stuff getting sent there that's going to sit in the warehouse department. They want stuff that's like, going to go right out on the floor sure so if you say there's three vacuum cleaners and there's really four vacuum cleaners uh-huh that's a problem because maybe at the main warehouse they go oh they're getting short on vacuum cleaners send them one you know uh-huh. yeah now they got to find room and this happened at one point because uh-huh. i didn't Miscounted. count yeah. i mean i didn't count the floor model i forgot to count the floor model because uh-huh. as i said in some cases, you count the floor model. In other cases, right. you don't. And they right. never explained to me what the difference was. Right. You just had to remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and they go, okay, so who uh, who messed up on the vacuum cleaner count from two weeks ago? And I'm like, <laughs> uh-oh. 
And everyone's just like quiet. And Dale's like, I could find out who it was very easily. I'm like, so I'm like, well, it probably was me. I don't yeah. really know for sure. I don't remember what I counted two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I counted yesterday, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't yeah. say that far, but I'm like, I guess it was me. I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. Well, you have to be more careful. Okay. And then Brittany's on me because she says, I'm not, I'm not fast enough. I got to move quicker. I got to move quicker. I got to move quicker. Wait, so I'm like, you got to do a quota. Well, because they want to get everything done in a certain amount of time. And, Uh, and the store is huge. Yeah. And we're trying to count the whole store in a certain amount of time. Right. So it's like, it's like, kind of like you're saying, like Dale's telling me to slow down and take my time. Brittany's telling me I got to speed it up. Right. Okay. And also at the same time, they don't want any mistakes. So yeah. am I going faster and I'm going to make mistakes or am I going to go slow? And then you're going to get mad at me because I'm not counting. Because you're not enough. doing the time. Yeah. And it was just like that all the time. And yeah. there were other stupid things about working for that place. I never understood. Like every morning when you go in, you got to show your little ID to like the main person there to like show that like, yep, I do work here. Yeah. And I'm always thinking like, I was just here two days ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Why am I going to tell you my ID? But yeah. apparently, this is a security thing they had. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, that I'm afraid was, somebody's going to steal that vacuum. Yeah. But at one point, I knew uh, they were trying to get me fired because Dale goes, "Okay, I'm going to walk around with you and I'm going to kind of quiz you about some stuff. I'm going to oh see how you're picking the job up." F. And I've been there like two, three weeks by this point. I'm like, uh-huh. okay. But I already knew like Brittany was trying to get me thrown out because. Why is Dale suddenly doing this? Like, why is right, she suddenly right. quizzing me? Yeah. So we're walking around. And she's like, okay, tell me about, um, what would you, what do these numbers here mean? And I, anyway, I passed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I missed one question. That's because it was something that Brittany had never gone over with me. Right. And I could see in Dale's face, like, she was hoping I was going to fail everything miserably because she was looking for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and she wanted me. She at one point was like, maybe this isn't the right department for you. Oh, my God. I hate that. And I'm like, that's obvious. But these are the hours I want to work. Right. I want to work in the mornings because right. I want to have the rest of the day to do what I want to do. Right. So it was just things like that. Another yeah. case was. They go, uh, you have to have register training. Everyone that works here has register training because if uh-huh. you ever get slow and they need you on right. the register, you're going to go uh-huh. to the register. Uh-huh. So Brittany goes, I'm going to put you with, uh, we'll call her Carly. Like, you know, uh-huh. hi, Carly. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to put you with Carly. Carly's going to train you to register. Carly is really like hyper and Ooh. is all over the place. And I look in the trash can underneath the register and there's like two empty Red Bull cans. Oh, and I'm like, okay, now I know why this girl is so hyper. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not learning anything because she's like bouncing all over the place. Oh, so she has to go on break because at this place you have uh-huh. to take the breaks when they tell you to take the breaks. Yeah, you just have to. You can't yeah. work a certain amount of time without taking a break. It's it's mandatory. If you do, okay. you can get in a lot of trouble if you if you work past your time. Right. She has to go on a, like ten minutes after I'm put with her, she's got to go on break. Oh man. So they put me with this other guy who's like one register over and uh-huh. uh, we'll call him John. He's laid back. He, uh-huh. you know, kind of smells like reefer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's a nice guy. And he's like real, like easy to tell me all like how to do it. He's like, oh, yeah, if you have a trek, you do this. And you just uh-huh. stand up. He is like, I, I pick it all up from him in like a matter of minutes. Yeah, I'd want to stay with him then. 
Right. So then Carla comes back from break and she's like, you want to come back over here? I'm like, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'll do. I'll stay here. And the here. guy's like, uh, yeah, he can stay over here. I, he's like, I'm just letting him run it. I'm just hanging out yeah. over here looking at the newspaper, you know. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, except mm-hmm. uh, Brittany comes back and wants to know, why are you working with him and not with Carly? And I said, well, Carly went on break. Home. And when she yeah. came back, I kind of felt like I had, you know, I was having better chemistry with him. So I, uh-huh. you know, yeah. if I put you with someone for training, I expect you to oh, come Are on. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. You're trained. What does she care? So, You're trained. Yeah. Because I didn't stay she, with her. Yeah. Did you what? think she meant to try to set you up to fail? Maybe she knew. No, Carly I think she just like, got mad because I didn't do what, what she, she wanted, wanted me to do. do. I didn't yeah. stay with her friend Carly. Yeah. I went, you know, I, but Carly went on a break. So I felt like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, ultimately, the, the way they got rid of me was. What? Uh, I know you think I quit this job. <laughs> yeah. But here's what really happened. Okay, what happened? Okay. So I needed to go out of town. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a family thing going on. Okay. Remember family reunion going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to go out of town. So I, even though I only been there a short time i was like well mm-hmm. taking a week off is going to be kind of hard to ask for but dale was always big about like if you give me plenty of notice there's no right. problem right so i went to her and i said listen uh you haven't made the schedules yet but i, I was wondering if i could have this time off like it was like a five-day block of time. right right i said no i i haven't been here very long i'm, I'm asking for time mm-hmm. but you know uh oh no 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 problem we haven't made the schedules yet no problem Cool. I said, okay, great. I was like, well, when will I be working when I come back? Right. You know, call when you come back, and then we'll. Oh. I'll let you know when the, you know. Oh. I put you on the schedule for. Okay. Okay. I go off for the family thing. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Uh-huh. Come back. I call. Uh, yeah, we don't have the schedules up yet. Uh, just come in tomorrow and check. So I go in the next day. I'm back, mm-hmm. and I look at the schedule. She's yeah. got me for four hours a week. Oh. Four hours. She cut my time down. Yeah. Because while I was away, she figured out how to work around me mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that I wasn't really needed. Now, yeah. Now I'm only working four hours. Is it even yeah. worth it to go into a job for four freaking hours? Right, right. So that's yeah. why I left Ridiculous. that job because it was yeah. obvious to me that. And listen, I've been a manager before. I know when you want to get rid of somebody and you can't, yeah. you don't have grounds to fire them. You yep. Cut their hours down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just like, no, sorry, I don't have the time on the schedule for you. I'm trying to give yeah. you as much time as I can. Uh, yeah. I know your time's been cut, but mm-hmm. because you want them to get to the point where they're like, I don't even know why the hell I'm going in there. I'm not making exactly. any money. I'm spending more on yeah. gas driving there. Yeah. We, I used to work for this place that, okay, so there were, it was a computer company where you did programming. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was a famous telephone company that nobody remembers now because they're out of business. But but back <laughs> then, um, the way they would do it is if they wanted to get rid of you, mm-hmm. they put you on something called special projects. So yeah. like say you're, you know, you're on this one project for, you know, and everybody's working, working, working. And then suddenly someone's like, okay, well, you know, we want you to move to special projects. You're going to do special projects. And, and they're thinking – special projects that's great that's something new that's something that's you know gonna help me in my career and special projects it's nothing okay you're sitting at your desk 
you're you're doing nothing. You can't, you know, you can't be on your computer playing games. You can't be reading at your desk. You can't uh-huh. be wandering around chatting to people. You just got to sit there until they can give you some work. But right. special projects means there's no work. Okay. You just yeah. got to be a body in a chair. Right. So I'm working with this person and they're like, oh yeah, they're moving me to special projects tomorrow. I'm so, and I'm thinking, oh honey. <laughs> And, yeah. and she's like, yeah, my husband and I are buying a new house. Oh, we're so excited. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I didn't want to tell her, listen, they're getting rid of you. But that's exactly what happens. They put you in that chair until you're yeah. so bored you can't take right. it anymore and you quit. You just find another job. And that's what she did. She just found another job and left. So I'm, I'm always like, don't put me on special projects, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what they used to do all the time. If, if you yeah. heard someone was on a special project, that's what it was. They were getting rid of you. They didn't want yeah. you anymore, but they couldn't fire you or lay you off. Yeah, well, like I said, when I was a manager, if there was somebody that wasn't getting along and I just didn't have enough grounds to fire them. Because right. everyone's always worried about, like, if you fire someone, they could turn around and sue you because true, whatever. You didn't, you didn't give enough warnings, just right. just cause or whatever. Right. Um. Just cut their hours down, and that's what I realized they, just, they did to me was they just yeah. cut my hours down to like yeah. four hours a week is like not enough. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. And I could I have mean, gone yeah. to the store manager, and I could have been like, right. "Listen, can I move to a different department?" But like I said, I didn't want a different department. I wanted that shift. I wanted to right. work seven in the morning till n- noon yeah. or two in the afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. That's how that job ended. But yes, I understand all the, <laughs> the yeah, the work stuff. Yeah. Worker for people who are uh, just terrible people. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just like, oh, I want to, you know, I don't want to work with you. So I'm just going to make your life miserable. You know? Yeah. But micromanagers, I don't really have that where I'm now. Uh, mm-hmm. My boss is pretty good about like consulting with me, but like, okay, well, how can we do this and this, this, you know? Or he'll yeah. just tell me, and if I have any questions, I'm like, okay, you want it done this way? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have certainly worked with people like that, and yeah, there you just yeah. think, okay, why don't you just do it yourself? Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to have one where she would, uh, uh, when I first started working for this company, she wanted to see the emails before I sent them out. Oh. And then uh, I'd so I'd write it up, and she'd come back and go, okay, but don't say that change yeah. that to this and, and yeah and okay and then i change it and, and then i'd have yeah. to call it back over okay what do you think of this okay that sounds too harsh right there change <laughs> that. Okay. Yeah. And i'm thinking to myself why don't you just write the fucking email yourself exactly exactly you know if you don't if you don't like the way i'm doing it just do it yourself i don't get it but i do have to watch sometimes when i email people because okay so not that I mean to, but I can be very abrupt, I guess. And I say things that are true, but some people don't like to hear it, especially, I guess, the way I say it. I don't know. I always figure, I always feel like I'm down to earth and honest, but some people find that offensive. So I always have to watch, especially if I'm mm-hmm. in a bad mood and I'm emailing this person, I always have right. to reread it and wait like at least a half an hour to an hour and look at it again. Because, you know, sometimes I word things very strongly and I think, you know, some people might get really ticked off seeing this like this. So then you have to make it like, okay, I'm making the same point, but I'm making it sound nicer, you know. Uh Okay, you know. 
I, I hate that too, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. I, I say one. <laughs> so I work for a company. I don't want to go into much detail who I work for, but I work for a company where we work with a lot of freelancers and sometimes uh-huh. we need documents from them pretty quickly uh-huh. and set, uh-huh. set dates and times. Yeah. And I wrote one and she was like really late. And yeah. I, I finally like wrote her an email and I said, I just have two questions for you. One, where is a document? And two, send me the document. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, one of the higher ups kind of <laughs> contacted like me it? later. And they're like, you know, you have to be a little bit nicer. I'm like, yeah. look, Why? I'm yeah. as nice as I can be, but she's like, keeps yeah. saying tomorrow. She's going to tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow hasn't come yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the document? <laughs> Send me the document. I yeah. like that. <laughs> well, because I get tired of all the excuses. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, and and, they, and these are grown, these are adults. Yeah. yeah. And they have these excuses. Oh, my computer died on me. Oh, my son was sick today. I had a. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Like some of them, I'm like, what kind of bad luck do you have? It seems like every week, like <laughs> your cat dies. Yeah. House caught on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And I swear, some of them like. They lose a computer every month because they're like, oh, my laptop died. <laughs> yeah. Really? Like, yeah. I've been using the same laptop for, like, you know, oh, years yeah. now. It hasn't years. died on me yet. Why is yours yeah. dying, like, all yeah. the time? <laughs> yeah. And these I'm are like, adults. And this is the same yeah. shit that people do when they're kids and they don't have their homework. Yeah. yeah. They're like, my dog ate it. Oh, my mom threw it away. Uh, I lost it this morning in my locker. I'll bring yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You ever like oh. use an excuse when you're younger and then some, uh-huh. and then when you're older, someone else uses it and you're like, I, I know that's a lie because I've used that one before. <laughs> no, like what excuse? No. <laughs> uh, talk my way out of a ticket. You ever use that one? No, no. You ever, you're, you're running late for something. You're late for work or oh. late for something or late for a meeting, late for an interview, whatever. You're late for uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. And you go, uh, listen, I'm sorry I'm late. I got pulled over, but I managed mm-hmm. to talk my way out of a ticket. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. They one. let me off with a warning. Uh-huh. I used that like a bunch of times uh-huh. when I was younger, like because I was always late for work when I was uh-huh. when I was a kid, right? I, uh-huh. I just couldn't get up. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're you're yeah. up till four in the morning party, and it's hard to get right. up at seven to go to work. Right. right? And they're thinking, so, how many tickets does this kid get? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't always use it the same job. I was oh, smart enough oh, to do that. Good. Yeah. But I do remember when I was older and I was working mm-hmm. at a place and this mm-hmm. guy was supposed to show up for an interview and he came in 15 minutes late and he's like, sorry, I'm running late. I got pulled over for speeding, uh, I, I, but I managed to talk my way out of the <laughs> ticket. And I'm like, really? I'm thinking myself, I know this is a lie because I used to use this one. Yeah. Whoever yeah. talks their way out of a speeding ticket. Nobody. Nobody. Right. Yeah. If the cop pulls you over, I got to tell you something. You, he, nine yeah, times he, out of 10, you get a ticket. That's true. That's true. Well, my, my latest one, my it. job, my job now does has this thing where, um, you know, if you have a family emergency, they're very yeah. understanding. Well, I I have a family emergency. I tell them, oh, family emergency. I can't make that meeting. The next day I get on a call and my boss says, um, how, how's your family emergency? Everything like he I had said a specific family emergency. How's your daughter? Is she she better? And I'm thinking, uh yeah and i'm thinking what did i say what did i tell them i just told <laughs> family like, what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like oh oh yeah. yeah she's fine she's fine and i'm thinking oh maybe i shouldn't have been like so emphatic about she's fine maybe i should have dragged it out you know oh she's doing better she's sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when covid came around a second time i'm like 
I know I already had COVID, but maybe I got it again. Oh, right. got COVID. <laughs> Sorry, got COVID. Can't work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, again? Hey, it's coming around again. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, I had COVID back in September. My boss still expected me to work. Yeah, yeah. Which I did. Because yeah. I didn't feel so terrible, I couldn't work. I, you know, yeah. I, I guess I caught that strain. That wasn't too terrible. Yeah. But still, uh, I do remember he asked me to work overtime, and I said, "Well, just to let you know, I have COVID." And he goes, "Okay, well, I don't want to sound heartless, but what about that overtime?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, "I'll work when I can." I'm be honest with you. I'm gonna try to. I'm probably gonna like rest the time, so yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. do what I can. Um, yeah. but I, you know, I'd rather be working and feel miserable than laying in bed feeling miserable. So I don't know when I had COVID, it was so bad. I felt like I was swallowing glass for, for days. I could not swallow without it. My throat tearing up. It was awful. I yeah. could barely get any food down. So I was like, got COVID not working. And, uh, but the second time I was like, got COVID. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, just two or three days. I'm good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, All what right. do you think? Did we reach the end? I think we did. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say your part this time. I'll. I'll end this correctly. Okay. 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 So this has been another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host Lucas Shea, and my sister and co-host Devin Shea.